ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. ladies. Welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, This podcast episode is going to be a little different. Um, So my sweet baby girl, Ivy Jade, turned one last Friday. It is so hard to believe. I don't know where the year went, but um, I have just kind of been reflecting on her birth story, which is crazy, unique, insane, and absolutely beautiful. Um, and it, it just, it kind of has me reflect on all of my babies and their birth stories. So I'm going to share their stories on this episode. Um, I've shared all of these on my blog before. It's probably been like a year ago. Um, so I'll link those in the show notes and you can see pictures of my cute babies if you want to follow those, uh, blog links. But I love hearing birth stories. You know, every single birth is absolutely different. Um, And usually it's even so different than what you as a mom expect going into it. Um, But I've just come to realize that no matter how a baby is brought into this world, whether it is perfectly to a T of everything you planned, or it is in complete contradiction to anything that you had planned or maybe even wanted, um, that Every life is a miracle, and it's just an amazing gift that God has given us as women to be able to bring life into this world, and and every story is beautiful. You know, as I share my birth stories, my births have been a journey. Um, None of my births have been bad experiences, or as some people would use, like, traumatic experiences, Um, but it has definitely been been a journey as I have learned more, as I have understood more about a woman's body and how we were created and birth and the process. And so that you will see just growth and change as I share my birth stories. But you know, even though there are things that I think back and I'm like, man, if I could do it differently, I would do it differently. Um, at the end of the day, you know, my I, ha- I had healthy, beautiful babies and I'm so thankful for them. And I'm thankful for the stories that brought them to me. Um, so I'm just sit back, relax, listen. Maybe this is your thing. Maybe it's not. I could listen to birth stories all day. I, I sometimes feel like, well, I guess there are just some things that I'm super passionate about. And it's like, I'm careful to open the can of worms because I'm so passionate about these things. Because once the lid is like cracked, I kind of like just gush out. Um, So sometimes I kind of keep that lid screwed on tight. But man, if somebody else starts to like open it up, I'm like, oh yeah, I can talk about this all day long. And you know, I have a couple friends. I'm even thinking about them now. We've had this conversation before where we're like, you know, we we don't want to say like too much, you know, topic comes up, birth stories, homeschool, reading, you know, those are some of my passions, whatever yours are. Um, You know, some things come up, we're kind of feeling it out like, okay, 
are they going to think I'm weird if I totally like hop on this train and just run with it? Um, and it's actually been funny. Um, there's, there's about three other mamas that I'm thinking of right now that this kind of happened one time in talking about birth. And we kind of like quickly realize that we all are kind of tracking the same way. Um, we're all super passionate about natural birth. And man, once we realize that we just like got on this conversation and we're like, we could just like talk about it all night. We were at a mom's night out and we're like, we could stay here and just, just talk all night because we were just so passionate about this topic. Um, anyway, all that to say, it might not be your thing. Um, but, but each story is such a miracle that I just, I don't know, as I'm reflecting on Ivy and her birthday, I'm just, I'm so thankful for how God has revealed himself to me and my birth has taught me so much about who he is as creator, as sustainer, as miracle worker, as life giver. Um, and, and I just think it's a unique opportunity that we can praise him through our birth experiences. I'm really good or bad, whatever your experience is. Um, you know, I just, I, I want to encourage, um, encourage you and just kind of, I don't know, show you the Lord through the births of my sweet babies. Um, but I'll start with Eden. So Eden was my first. Um, she was due the Monday before Thanksgiving of two, 2016. Um, so I, you know, as it got closer, we were all like, oh, is she going to come before Thanksgiving? I had gotten her this little onesie that I really hope she'd be able to wear on Thanksgiving. And being my first baby, you know, I was like, oh, she's going to come early. I just think she's going to come early. And everybody's like, I don't know. She's your first. Well, my due date came and went and nothing, no contractions, absolutely nothing other than the fact that I felt like somebody shoved a watermelon under my shirt. Um, and the next day they came and went, the next day came and went and it was Thanksgiving day. So we were supposed to spend Thanksgiving with my family. We kind of alternate like one year we spend Thanksgiving with my side, Christmas with his, then we alternate the next year. Anyway, it was, uh, my family's turn to do Thanksgiving with us, but they're about two hours away. So we were like, okay, <laughs> I'm four days past my due date. I don't think it's a good idea for us to travel two hours away. Um, so why don't you come to us? So they did that. But because of that, and because of me being so pregnant and not knowing until last minute whether I was still going to be pregnant, uh, nobody had cooked food. So we did Cracker Barrel takeout, which actually was delicious and a lot of food for the price. So plug for Cracker Barrel. Um, but anyway, uh, so we enjoyed Thanksgiving with them. And it was actually such a blessing. If you've listened to my episode on um, gifts discovered in grief, you've heard um, about my brother was 18 months younger than me who passed away. He actually passed away the March after Eden was born. Um, but he was scheduled to fly out to move to Germany, um, like the first of December. And so I, that was another thing that I was like, I really want Eden to be born before he leaves, which hindsight, looking back, that's, that's the only time he got to meet her. So I'm so thankful that God orchestrated all of those details. Um, 
My doctor had told me at the time that if I didn't have her naturally, she was going to induce, but she was actually going to induce after Clay would have left for Germany. So we were just really praying that she would come. Um, but I, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving lunch with my family. Um, they started heading home late that afternoon. We went over to Simeon's parents' house. They live here local near us. Um, so we ate a whole nother Thanksgiving meal that evening. We got home. I had like just taken off my makeup put on sweat clothes and we had laid down to go to bed. It was, I think Simeon was like watching a Colts game on his phone. Um, still no contractions at this point. Nothing. I felt great. I was making jokes all day. Like I'm just going to enjoy eating all the food today. I'm not going to have a baby. And as soon as I laid down in bed, it was like a bubble popped inside of me and just my water broke, gushed everywhere. Um, so I immediately like freaked out and I'm like, oh my word, Simeon. So I'm like, guy got up, got dressed. I'm like trying to put back on some makeup to look halfway presentable. Um, but like once my water broke, contractions started coming pretty strong and I didn't really do much research with Eden, which is funny because that's not normally like me. I love to read. Um, I love to kind of do research on things like that. Um, now, I guess, but I, I kind of just took whatever my OB said at face value, didn't question, um, just was going for the cookie cutter birth that everybody has. I kind of thought about a natural birth. I asked my OB about it. She was kind of like, well, you know, if you want to, but I don't know why you'd want to. Um, so my thought was, well, you know, I'll go as far as I can. And if I need that epidural, it's there. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> as soon as I got to the hospital, I was like, I'm in pain. I want the epidural now. Um, so I got it. So I really only felt contractions maybe for like an hour and a half. Um, anyway, uh, hindsight and after much learning, if you want a natural birth, it is like 99% in the mind. You have to determine beforehand that you are going to do that. Because if you're wishy-washy, you will choose the epidural in a moment of pain. Lesson that I learned the hard way. Um, anyway, I got my epidural probably close to midnight um, that night. And um, kind of, I guess I labored throughout the night, but I didn't really feel anything. I just kind of slept. They came and woke me up at six and they're like, okay, we're going to start pushing. Um, so I pushed from six until eight, which was a really long time. Um, and unfortunately, I actually didn't even have my OB because it was Thanksgiving weekend and she was on vacation. So I just had a fill-in OB who I really wasn't a fan of. Um, she was just very much like, get in, get the baby out, leave. Um, so she was not happy that I was pushing for two hours. Um, so she came in. She was like, she's stuck. We're doing an episiotomy and I'm out of here. Um, I, I really wasn't even asked if I wanted the episiotomy, I just happened to mid laboring and trying to push. I heard her kind of like whisper that to the nurse. And I was like, whoa, hold up. I don't really want that. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired, um, but I, I don't feel anything. I'm not hurting. So I'm content to keep pushing. Um, but what had happened was Eden's hand was kind of like up by her face. 
So they said that it had kind of like caught on, I guess my like pelvis as she was kind of coming down, her hand was kind of like stuck at a spot. Um, so it just really took me a while to get that like up and over and then out. Um, but anyway, thankfully I kind of intervened, um, in that did not get the episiotomy and, uh, Eden was born at like eight, eight twenty six in the morning. Um, Eden was born, and wow, my world forever changed. Um, she was beautiful, and it's so funny. We really thought we were going to have a boy first, and that's a story in and of itself. Um, but God gave me the desires of my heart. I always wanted a little girl first, and I had my little girl, Eden Brielle. And um, but you know, even though when we found out we were having a girl, we were just we just imagined her with dark hair and dark eyes. Um, Simeon has dark hair, dark eyes. Most of his family has dark hair, dark eyes. Um, my hair used to be really blonde when I was little, but it's gotten darker as I'm, I've gotten older. I have green eyes. So we just thought she'd be dark hair. And she came out super, super light skin, strawberry blonde, and these beautiful blue-gray eyes. Um, so we were just shocked. But oh my goodness, I... There is nothing like that moment when you first get a hold of your baby. Like, it, it is just the most, it, it, honestly, it's probably the most amazing thing I have ever experienced in my life is that those first moments of giving birth and holding your baby and just the surrealty of, wow, I just brought a life into this world. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's so amazing, so much so that, I just, I, I think of that and I'm like, I can't ever be done having babies because <laughs> this moment is just a moment that like I live for. Um, but she was, she was so beautiful. So perfect. Seven pounds, 14 ounces, 20 and a half inches long. Um, my beautiful Black Friday baby. Um, and, and I just, I remember basking in those first moments with her. Um, she was not an easy newborn, but we were just in heaven that our prayers had been answered. We had this baby girl. Um, we had her four days before Clay left for Germany. So he was able to spend a couple days with her. Those pictures are so precious to me. Actually, when we found out that Clay passed away, um, Simeon surprised me and had a canvas made of one of the pictures of Clay holding Eden. And Clay had actually bought Eden before she was born. He sent me some gifts for her. And he sent me this little plaque that says, You are more loved than you will ever know. Um, and that's hung in Eden's room ever since she was born, that little plaque. And it hangs beside the canvas picture of her and Clay. But that was just such a sweet gift that God gave to me. Um, but anyway, her her birth was was beautiful and amazing. And I, I absolutely... Um, I loved my baby girl. Um, looking back, knowing what I know now, I really think had I labored differently, had I um, not had the epidural and kind of been stuck in the bed on my back, um, had I been able to move and change positions, I really don't think she would have been stuck as long as she was. Um, but 13 hours of labor, two of which were intense pushing that made me feel like I had run several marathons for the following weeks. Um, I had my baby girl in my arms, and she was just perfect. Then, um, 21 months, I believe, later, 
I believe that's what's between her and Knox. My sweet Knox was born. Um, we got our little boy. He, oh, he's such a joy. All my kids are a joy, but they're just, there's unique things about each of them. Um, and he was just the sweetest, squishiest baby. Um, but okay. So Knox, I was due with Knox September 10th. 2018. Um, and I know due dates mean absolutely nothing. Um, but that's when my due date was, uh, but about six weeks before, uh, my due date, my doctors told me that I was like already two centimeters dilated. Um, so we kind of just monitored that. And at that point I was having weekly appointments. So every appointment that I went, I was like at least one more centimeter dilated. So I had an appointment two weeks before Knox's due date, um, August 27th. Um, I went in that morning and when she told me six weeks prior that I was already two centimeters, she was like, you need to be ready to have this baby early. Um, so we like that threw us. We went home totally like prepared everything. And then we sat and appointment to appointment for four weeks. She's like, well, you're still dilating, but nothing else is happening. Just wait and come in if you have contractions. So it was kind of like this mad dash of get everything ready. And then we just sat and sat and sat. So we went in for the appointment, um, on the 27th. And I remember she asked me, she's like, how are you doing? And I was like, honestly, I just want to have this baby. I was like, I've been like just sitting around waiting for action for four weeks and there's been nothing. And I was like, I'm due in two weeks, but all of the family is coming in town next week for Labor Day. And I would just love to have the baby before then so that they could see him. Um, so she's like, well, you know, let's check and see how things are going. So she checked and she was like, you're eight centimeters dilated. I, I had no contractions, no pain, nothing. Like we were going to leave that appointment and go get Eden from my mother-in-law's house and go to the zoo for the rest of the day. Um, but she was like, no, you're not going to go to the zoo today. I'm actually sending you over and booking you in at the hospital. So we went over and got settled in our hospital room. Um, and they broke my water, I guess about one o'clock. And I, looking back now, I really wish I wouldn't have gotten the epidural just because I was that far dilated. I knew it was going to be a quick birth. Um, and I was that far dilated and I hadn't had any pain. So I kind of wish I would have just pushed through it. But instead I, I did get the epidural about one thirty. Um, so things were going really fast moving forward. Um, when they gave me the epidural, they said, because you're so far dilated, but you don't have any pain, um, the anesthesiologist was like, I'm just giving you a super low dose. He's like, but if you start feeling anything, hit this button to bolster the medicine because you need to like be proactive about it. Don't wait until the pain is too much or it, it's not going to counterbalance it. Um, so that's what, that's what they told me. Um, and I don't know, maybe like 2, 2.30-ish. Well, that was at 1.30, so it was probably like 2.30 or 3. I did. I started kind of like, okay, eh, I'm getting kind of uncomfortable. He said to, you know, do it sooner than later. So I pushed the button. Um, all seemed fine. And then like 15 minutes later, I don't know, I started kind of feeling funny. I just kind of felt a little sick to my stomach. So I was like, I don't really feel very good, Simeon. 
And he was over there talking to his mom. And then all of a sudden, I was like, Simeon, I need you to come over here. And he came over, and I was like, everything's swimming. I was like, I can't see. And the next thing I know, I just, I fell back. And it was weird. He says I passed out. The doctor and nurses say I passed out. I didn't, like, black out, though. I remember, like, it was weird. It was almost like I was, like, observing outside of myself. Um, I fell back. All of a sudden, I just heard these, like, emergency sounds. All these nurses came rushing in, hooking me up to stuff, checking my blood pressure. I guess my blood pressure had just, like, plummeted when I bolstered that medicine. Um, so they're, they, like, put an oxygen mask on me. They're trying to stabilize me. Simeon is, like, freaking out. He told me later that he's, like, he was thinking through his mind, like, what do I say if they're, like, you got to choose your wife or your baby? And anyway, I was like, Simeon, don't tell me those things. Always choose the baby. Anyway, um, his mom's, like, panicking, texting Simeon's dad, like, pray, something's wrong with Brittany. And so, anyway, we had a couple moments of just, like, sheer panic. Uh, but they got my blood pressure regulated. Everything got back to normal and was back on track. Um, so that that was that was more scary for them. I was just kind of like just laying there like I I'm still here kinda, but anyway, we got all that uh better. Um but my doctor came in about four o'clock and she was like, All right, she's like, I think you're ready, we're gonna go ahead and start pushing. Um so she was like, I think you're gonna have this baby in ten minutes. And I was like, I think I'm gonna have this baby in less than ten minutes. So she's like, All right, game on. Um, I had the baby in nine minutes, and Knox was born at 4.51. He was 7 pounds, 10 ounces, 20 and a half inches long, and he he was just a sweetheart. He's so cuddly um, from day one. He just loved snuggles, um, always been a good sleeper. Um, I am just so thankful for our little Knox, and uh, we had a different middle name for him, but we decided to save that if we have a little boy in the future, um, and we used Clayton, uh, which is my brother's name, the brother that passed away, so he is our little Knox Clayton, um, but his birth story was unique, um, just crazy, and you know, I have come to learn, you know, with, with Ivy's birth, I did have a natural birth. I'm, I'm getting there on to how all that happened. Um, but having a natural birth and reflecting, uh, you know, obviously at this point she was my third. So I, I had had three. Looking back and seeing different trends that my body tends to follow, um, I am coming to realize that maybe this will prove me wrong in the future. But it has been pretty consistent with my past three that I tend to dilate really early, um, keep a very steady dilation, and am almost fully dilated before any baby action, which is really strange. Um, but I don't know. For some reason, that's just the way my body works. So, interesting. Um, but yeah, Knox, just... We were not planning on being induced at all, but that's how he came into the world. And then my sweet Ivy Jade. So she was a COVID baby. Um, she was due June 6th of 2020. Um, I knew that I wanted a natural birth with her. I had started doing some reading, um, you know, and, and I'm just going to throw in here. 
you have to do what you feel like is best for you. Um, and, and maybe that isn't a natural mirth. Maybe you're like, I want the epidural. Um, but I would challenge you if, if you're in the season of babies and having babies, um, do some research. I, I do wish I would have done more with Eden. And as I started weighing out pros and cons, not just saying I'm going to do this because it's the typical birth that everybody else has, um, but really kind of learning, um, praying through things with Simeon and thinking we just landed with Ivy that it would be best for us and for that birth to do it naturally. Um, I had every plan to do it with the same OB in the same hospital. Um, but I knew that, like I said earlier, natural birth is way more of a mind thing than it even is a body and a pain thing. Um, and I am not, I'm not super mom. I'm not like, my pain tolerance is very, very low. Like I stub my toe and you would think that I'm dying. So, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, I can conquer this. Um, I, I knew that I needed to prep myself. And part of that was we decided to hire a doula um, to help us navigate natural birth with Ivy. Um, and if you don't know what a doula is, it's kind of like um, like a birth support person, a little different than like a doctor or a midwife. She is, her sole job is to help mom. So not so much like deliver baby, but to be an emotional and physical support for mom, different um different things that she can do to help with pain tolerance, pain coping, um, just super knowledgeable support person for mom. Um, so we found the sweetest lady to be my doula. Um, we had met with her. Hospital was the plan. All was a go. Um, then come March of 2020, the world was thrown into absolute chaos. Um, I knew that I had a few months between the initial lockdown and birth, but we were really just praying and thinking. I mean, the world had no idea what lay ahead, what was in store. Um, we tried to talk to our doctor, like, what do you think it's going to look like in June? She's like, I, I just, I don't know. Um, at the time they were saying that, you know, there was a possibility that even the dads wouldn't be allowed into the hospital. You had to labor in a mask, just just a lot of different things that um, we were not a fan of. Um, a lot of it was causing me a lot of like kind of anxiety and I was just getting very stressed, um, really kind of worried about it. And so I talked to my doula about it and she was like, you know, there are other options if you don't want to have your baby in the hospital. And I was like, okay, like home birth? And she was like, well, yeah. And the funny thing is, at the very beginning of Ivy's pregnancy, when we decided that we wanted to do a natural birth, I do have several friends that have had home births. So I was like, Simeon, like, what do you think about home birth? I was like, if I have the baby at home, I have no choice. I, I won't, like, I can't get the epidural. Um, and he was just like, absolutely not. And his biggest reason, he was like, I will never be able to sleep in my bed again if you have a baby in the bed. He's like, it's just gross and messy and no way, not in my house. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, you know, whatever. Um, But then the doula brought it up and, you know, Simeon was like, let's pray about it. 
And I was like, okay, well, that that's a change of tone. You know, I was expecting like an immediate dismissal. Um, he's like, let's pray about it. So we did. We really spent, um, we didn't spend a lot of time. We didn't really have a lot of time. Um, we had about six weeks until our baby was due, maybe like eight weeks at this point. Um, so we spent about two weeks kind of praying about it. And I was really feeling like God was impressing on my heart that home birth was the choice for us. When I thought about my hospital birth, I just kept having these feelings of just uneasiness and unsettledness. Um, and when I thought about a home birth, I just kept feeling peace. Um, so I didn't really say anything to him because I knew he was very much against it at one time. And then it was coming up to my next OB appointment. I was like, we we need to make a decision if we're going to switch, like we don't have very much time to do so. Um, and he was like, I, I, home birth is what we're doing. He's like, I have complete peace if you do. And I was like, yeah, I, I do. Um, so we made the swap. My OB was not a fan. Um, but, but we were at complete peace. We knew that that's where the Lord had brought us through prayer together through really it individually, both of us, God had brought us to that. Um, so we found a local midwife group that did home births. I called them and I was like, Hey, I'm having a baby in six weeks. Um, but I don't want to have her at home because COVID and craziness and can I do it? And they're like, absolutely you can. So we switched for the last few weeks. Um, Ivy's birth was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Home birth is not for everybody, but I, I, I would, I don't know. It, it was just, it, it's, it was for us. It really was. And I understand some births just are, are complicated and that is not even a choice. Um, and in those cases, I am so thankful for technology and hospitals and doctors. But I do think that birth is a very natural thing that God created. And sometimes I feel like man has way overstepped in intervention for convenience sake. And I don't know that that's really how God ever intended it to be. Um, but anyway, so back to the story, we switched with Ivy. Um, same thing. I kind of started dilating with her. Another crazy element of Ivy's birth. A month before Ivy was born, Simeon had surgery to repair like a completely severed ACL that had been like that for, I mean, like since right before we got married. So years, six years almost. So he was on crutches, which, oh my word, he's on crutches. I'm like hugely pregnant. We were quite the pair. Um, but the midwives were so great, just really accommodating both of us. Um, but, you know, the, the time was getting closer and I was dilating, but I really wasn't having any contractions. Um, so it got to the week of my due date. And I was so ready to have that baby. Um, I I was going to the chiropractor and bouncing on my birth ball and walking, 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 walking. Um, and, she, and just every time I went to see the midwife every week for like those last four weeks, they were like, she is so low. Like she is going to fall out of you. Um, but, but no action yet. No contractions or anything. So it was Wednesday, June 3rd. We went to church. I had another normal day. Lots of bouncing on the birth ball because I was like, well, if I'm going to wait, I might as well try to be like productive and move things along if I can. 
So we went to church, came home, and I felt amazing. So I was like, Simeon, I'm going to take a walk. I had been taking daily walks at this point. Um, for a while, I took like one 30-minute walk every day. Um, the last couple weeks of my pregnancy, I was doing 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. So I did my 30 minute in the evening and it hit the 30 minute mark. And I was like, man, I could just like run. I feel so good. But it was getting dark. So I was like, okay, well, I probably have to go inside because it's getting dark. Um, so I came inside. I got a shower. Simeon and I went to bed and I remember rolling over and be like, babe, I just feel awesome. Like I just walked. I got a shower. Man, I'm great. Let's get a good night's rest. So we went to sleep and I woke up around one o'clock, um, just kind of crampy, almost like I just had to go to the bathroom. Um, so I went to the bathroom. It didn't really go away. That kind of went on for maybe about like 20 minutes. And then I woke Simeon up and I was like, I don't know, honey. I was like, I think we're going to have a baby today. Something odd is just going on. She's like, okay, what do I need to do? And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think anything. I mean, we have like a long road to hoe. You know, it takes a while for babies to get here. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and start kind of like gathering a few things for the kids. My sister-in-law had planned to come over and get our kids um, because my mother-in-law was going to be here for the birth. Um, I was like, I, I might kind of, you know, put on a little bit of makeup, kind of get ready. We'll just see how things go. Um, so it was, let's see. It was probably about like 140-ish. The contractions started getting stronger. Like it, it had moved beyond I have to go to the bathroom to like, oh, these hurt. Um, so I started timing them, you know, like, like everybody tells you they were coming like about every three minutes and lasting for about a minute. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, it's moving, it's moving, but I, there again, this was my first natural birth. I really had never experienced this. I mean, like I said, I had I had contractions for maybe an hour and a half with Eden, but that was after my water had broke. Um, so I'm used to hearing like, oh, you have contractions on and off. Sometimes they'll stop. You know, it might be false labor. You don't want to call everybody too soon. So I was like, all right, well, you know, it's definitely baby time, but I don't think we need to call anybody yet. Okay, then by like two o'clock, out of nowhere, the contractions went from like, okay, I need to kind of like lean over and grab onto something to I am literally on my hands and knees on the floor. I never would have imagined myself being a screamer giving birth, but I it, it just like smacked me out of nowhere and and I, I couldn't do anything else. I'm just like on the floor rocking back and forth screaming. Um, so... Like, about 2.15, um, my contractions were, like, every two minutes. Um, and, and I was pushing at this point. The only way I could get through the contractions was to push. So we were like, I think it's high time to call somebody. So I actually get my phone, and I call my sister-in-law first. And I remember looking at it thinking, why am I calling her first? So I hang up, and I call the midwife, and I was like, okay, I it's baby time. You need to come. And then I called my sister-in-law. I was like, all right, you need to come get the kids. So Simeon, I think Simeon called his mom. He's like, all right, come on. And then I called my stepmom. 
and my dad and I was like, all right, guys, it's it's baby time. You know, it's it's coming. And my stepmom could tell when I was talking to her because I'd I'd like talk for like a minute or two and then I'd be like, hold on. And I had the phone laying there on speakerphone and I'm just on the on the floor like screaming and she was like, Brittany, I I think you need to get off the phone. This this sounds like your baby's coming soon. And I was like, no, it can't. I've only been having pain for like an hour and she's like I it's it's time to get off the phone so we get off the phone with them okay so like 2 40 ish my sister-in-law comes to get Eden and Knox and poor thing uh she hasn't had any kids yet she walked in and we have a really long hallway with Eden and Knox's room on either side and then ours is like dead straight ahead and my door was open and I am just on the floor like pushing and screaming and it totally like caught her by surprise. I think she thought she was walking in on like the beginning stages of labor and actually she almost saw Ivy being porn. Um, anyway, I think she was a little like stunned, like what is going on? But she grabs Eden and Knox, heads out. About the time that she got them and left, my mother-in-law came and all I remember was being on the floor just screaming and next thing I know I just feel this hand rubbing my back and she just said oh Brett oh Brett you're gonna be okay and and I was like oh I'm so glad you're here Roxanne so anyway she kind of took in then my midwife came in um literally like 10 minutes before Ivy was born my midwife made it so she's like mad dash trying to get everything set up in our bedroom and I'm like, you know, on the floor screaming. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to have a birth pool. I hadn't decided if decided if I actually wanted to have Ivy in the water. Definitely wanted to labor in the water. Um, so I just remember this point in between like pushing and screaming when I had a break in the contractions, which was hardly at all. I mean, at this point, they're like on top of each other. But I remember looking at my midwife and being like, aren't you going to set up my pool? And she just looked at me and she's like, honey, we don't have time. You're actually having a baby right now. And I was like, well, I I mean, I didn't say this, but mentally I was like, I know I'm having a baby, obviously. But she meant like, literally, you are having a baby. Like it is coming out. Um, My doula rushes in just a couple minutes before she was born. Like, I think I remember hearing her like twice, like deep breath, low sounds. Simeon is on a chair. Like I'm leaning up on a birth ball. He's at, at my head on the other side of the birth ball in a chair because he can't stand because He's got a bum knee, um, and I, I'm squeezing his hand. I just remember squeezing his hand so hard, and I knew I was crushing his fingers against his wedding ring. But I, <laughs> the thoughts you have, I remember thinking, if I am in this much pain, you can tolerate your fingers being squished against your wedding ring. <laughs> I'm such a terrible wife. Anyway, um, he did wind, wind up sneaking his hand out and taking off his ring and then quickly giving it back to me. Um, but it, it was just like, it, really, I think it was two pushes and Ivy's head came out 3.06 AM, two pushes and her head was out one more push. And here came her little body. That was the most intense pain that I have ever experienced. But I'm telling you the moment she was born, everything melted away. Like everything, even my memories, like, I don't know. I mean, I remember, obviously, I remember I'm telling you the the pain and all of that, but it's just, it faded away. And, and I had this 
perfect, beautiful baby girl. And she was so different than my other babies. And as I've read and learned different things, just some of the effects that the epidural can actually have on the baby, um, Ivy was so alert and calm and quiet. Like she actually didn't cry for a while. And and I was kind of panicked because I was like, why isn't she crying? Is she okay? And my midwife actually kind of like pinched her foot a little bit to get her to cry just to kind of like calm my nerves. Um, but she was just like wide eyed, just looking around, looking at us. Um, I was on the floor beside our bed. My midwife moved me to the bed. Ivy was just nursing right away. I mean, like chowing down. Simeon climbs in the bed beside us. We just, they like made sure I was good, made sure she was good, dimmed the lights. And we just like laid there and snuggled and looked at our baby for like an hour um, before they came in and did the checks and different things. But it was such a different experience. So relaxing. So just non-invasive. I mean, just so like just perfect bonding time between Simeon and I, Simeon and I and our baby. Um, it, it was just, it, it was amazing. And um, they did come back in after about an hour, kind of checked on me. I believe I delivered the placenta at that point. Um, then they moved Ivy and I actually over into a bath. Um, kind of like a warm herb bath and they kind of just checked on me while I was in there, checked on her. And then they just left us. We kind of cuddled in the bath. That was super precious. Um, but Ivy's birth was nothing that we had originally planned, but it wound, in, it wound up being more than I could have ever dreamed of. And it, it just opened my eyes to the fact that there are more options out there than what I had originally thought, like how, what I thought with my first one. And there again, maybe it's not for you, um, but, but maybe somebody's listening and they're like, man, that sounds kind of cool. Um, what, whatever, whatever birth you choose, I, I do just think it's so, um, I, I hate to use the word empowering. I feel like that has been stolen by the feminist movement and just twisted. Um, so I hate to use the word empowering, but for lack of a better term, it just is, it is empowering to embrace our bodies as God designed them. Um, and to, to give birth, to give life. And, you know, I've kind of been studying, um, in Genesis and studying about birth. I've been reading several different books, um, I know, weird hobby. But anyway, um, one author that I was reading kind of was studying out that when when Adam and Eve sinned and God gave the curse, that the curse was that the pain would be intensified in in labor. So in Genesis 3.16, it says, Under the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Um, And I don't know. She brings out the idea, which was very interesting to me, that in order for the sorrow to be multiplied, the sorrow had to be there to start with. So she was saying from her study and interpretation of this that Pain in childbirth is not a result of the curse, that there was a level of pain that existed. I mean, just think about it over and over in life. When something new is birthed, it often comes through 
difficulty. Um, when something beautiful and new is brought forth, it, it usually comes through some sort of toil. Um, so her, her thing was that the pain was not the curse multiplied pain was a part of the curse. So just just really embracing birth as God intended it, um, learning our bodies. Um, I think that's another thing that really, I feel like we fail our teenage girls. Um, I mean, I, I even getting married, I mean, I, I knew some stuff, like the basics, but I didn't really understand how God created my body. I I didn't understand how it worked, how, you know, period cycles worked and conception and all. I mean, I knew some of the terms, but the actual intricate, this is how it works. You know, I don't think it should be something that we should shy away from and act like, oh, you know, I I don't want to bring that up or that's kind of like intimate talk or, you know, just awkward things. But honestly, it is a miracle how God has designed a woman's body and even a man's body and how they can come together and and God can use both of them to form this life, how it grows, and then how God uses the sorrow of a woman, the travail of her through birth to bring forth this life and just the amazing um, joy that comes over the mom. As soon as the the pains are over, the joy that washes over it, and I'll never forget, Ivy was... I don't know, not even 30 minutes old. I mean, she's just like fresh out of the womb when we're laying in the bed. My doula's checking on me and everything. And she's like, how are you? And I was like, I am amazing. Now, I know I was on a major hormonal high of just having a baby. But I was like, this was amazing. <laughs> the only word I knew to say apparently was amazing. But I was like, this this was amazing. I was like, and I looked at Simeon. And I was like, three down, three to go. I am ready to do this again. And she was like, wait, what? She's like, you like just had a baby and you're saying you want to do it again. She's like, I've had mama say that, but not quite as soon as you have. But it was just, it was so beautiful and it was so different um, from what I had experienced with the others. Not that theirs weren't beautiful and miraculous and and amazing, um, but it was different. I... I just became more in tune with with my body, with how God created me. And, and honestly, it really just gave me an opportunity to magnify the Lord in an even greater way as creator, as man, you designed even down to the smallest detail, not only my body, but the process of giving life and sustaining the life within me and then bringing it forth. And, and I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm totally just being amazed once again, as I think about just the complexity of of life, of a new life, and how God has designed things so beautifully. Um, And I just, I think that it's good for Christian women to embrace that and understand that, whether embracing that means a natural home birth or or whatever, a a C-section or a hospital, epidural, whatever God has planned for you, just embracing that and, and achieving the potential that he has for a deeper revelation of himself to you through your birth. And, you know, we we act like in every other area of life that we should use 
every area of life to be drawn closer into a more intimate relationship with Christ. So why is it weird for us to think that, oh, well, that doesn't apply to birth when it is such a life changing, like a pivotal point in our lives? Why do we tend to act like it's weird for God to have a place for worship to happen in our hearts, even even during the experience of giving birth. Um, so anyway, kind of rabbit trail, just rant there about some personal thoughts on just some some ways that God is working in my heart as I just have been on this journey of different birth experience. Everyone's been different. I mean, the first one, you know, hospital birth, epidural, second one, induction, epidural, Last one, <laughs> last minute home birth, natural, crazy fast. Um, but I am so thankful for each of my babies. I'm so thankful that God has given me the opportunity to bring them into this world. I don't take that lightly. I, I'm so thankful that he created my body to be able to give them life. And I just pray that in the future they that God might bless us again and give us the opportunity to do it again because I, I'm just, I'm getting all the feels as I think about that, those first moments of holding my babies. And it's just, it's so precious. Um, I'll share some pictures of my babies and some of those first moments on social media. My mother-in-law has been at each one of my births and she has always captured those first moments. I told her, I was like, the most important thing to me is that you get pictures of my first moments with my babies. And they are the most precious pictures to me. Second to my wedding pictures. Um, I, I love those pictures of the first moments of Simeon and I with our babies. Also, I feel like I need to throw this in there um, because I mentioned this as Simeon's biggest reason for not wanting to have a home birth earlier. Um, there was literally no mess that I was aware of. I don't know if he saw mess before I I was kind of aware of other things other than myself. Um, but man, our midwife team was amazing. Like when they left... Our house was cleaner than it was when they came. I didn't see any nasty stuff. They actually like even got all the towels, my clothes that I was wearing, everything. They threw it in the wash for us. It came out stain-free. Like I could not believe the dress that I was wearing was not stained. Like no mess. So that argument completely out the window. Maybe, maybe other midwives do it differently. Um, but man, my team was great. And it's been so funny to see just the change in our hearts. Like I am totally an advocate for home birth. Like you can listen to this and know that. Um, but sometimes I think Simeon's even more of an advocate for home birth. I mean, you talk to him and he'll say the same thing. It was incredible. Like <laughs> sometimes I laugh because it, it's almost like he, I, I don't think he means to do it. Um, but it, it kind of comes across to me like sometimes he tries to purposely bring up the fact that Ivy was born at home because it is different. Most people don't have home births, but it's almost like he purposely kind of throws in that fact like, oh, yeah, you think Ivy's cute? Well, she was born at home, um, which leads into this like, what? And then we get to tell our story. But anyway, that's some of our story. Some more about my kiddos and how they entered this world. But God is good. God is creator, sustainer, 
God is is miraculous. Every life is a miracle. Every life coming into this world is miraculous. And I just, I just want to praise him, even through something as simple and maybe even as silly as my birth stories. I, I just want to praise him because... As you ladies know, I've said so many times before, he is worthy of all glory and all praise. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.